Welcome, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go live on all my social media accounts to go over what is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate marketplace. What are the developments and local things that are happening across the board? But at the same time, this is a live show. So if you have any questions about what you think or if there's any news that you want me to cover, feel free to leave it in the comments below and I will get back to every single question. Now, I do want to have some housekeeping uh, to begin with. My team is actively growing. We've been very fortunate this year. We're going to probably help about 60 families, 6-0 this year. So we're one of the biggest producing uh, groups in the entire Bay Area, if not the entire country. And we have big goals. So if you or anyone you know is looking to be a realtor uh, in the Bay Area, please send me a note. My contact details are below. You can text me or you can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com. Uh, so I'm looking for buyer's agents or I'm looking for agents in general. I'm also looking for showing assistance. Uh, so like a local assistant here in the Bay Area. So send me a note if you or anyone you know uh, knows anybody that's hardworking, that's very uh, customer service oriented like myself. And uh, we need uh, your help to be able to help us continue to grow and con continue to deliver an amazing experience. We got great, great plans for every one of our clients and every one of our advocates that has sent us business for this upcoming year. We're talking about box seats. We're talking about sporting events. Um, we're going to make other people that are not part of our circle very, very jealous. So thanks for tuning in, and let's talk about the news of the week. Silicon Valley tech companies lead office sector rebound, CBRE report. Silicon Valley SF office upswing greatly outpaces the U.S. Now, I always want to be cautious when I see these uh, things that are that are greater than other areas. The truth is for the for a lot of San Francisco, because of the San Francisco Bay Area and California in general, because we've been more locked down, a lot more cautious, people haven't been returning to, to the office as early as a lot of other companies, a lot of other areas. At the same time, a lot of the jobs that we have here in the Bay Area are tech oriented. So good or bad, they may have more flexibility than a lot of other types of roles and types of positions. I know like a lot of the banks were heading back to the office. They wanted people to be back in the office to establish culture because that was certainly a lacking. But without a doubt, Silicon Valley specifically has seen a very big tick up in the first nine months of this year, soared 44% higher compared within the same period in 2020. Now, make no mistake, 2020 was a dismal year for office space, but at the same time, it's uh, it's still been picking up significantly. And, and you can just drive by, right? Apple, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Microsoft, all these companies, even Tesla, have continued to expand very aggressively through the year. If you don't, if you have some time over the next weekend or this upcoming weekend, feel free to drive by. Drive by Sunnyvale, drive by Mountain View, drive by Menlo Park, all the same places where they're potentially going to be expanding. Uh, they've already bought land or they've already expanded there. Now, they're not open yet, but they've already owned that spot. So really interesting versus a lot of the headline articles uh, that you may be uh, reading that people are, are going to be delayed indefinitely. They're not going to use office space. Just drive by. You'll see for yourself, like 
these companies have exploded in terms of hiring, exploded in terms of growth, exploded in terms of profits. Just look up any of those big tech companies. Never mind the interesting ones that are crypto or the smaller startups that are losing a lot of money. But the big tech companies have been bigger than ever. There's a reason why the top few uh, dominate the S&P 500 market in terms of market share. Um, but they're also earning a lot of money. So really, really interesting to see. Another one, Adobe. You don't actually hear that on the news too much. But if you actually drive by downtown San Jose, they have a few towers already. I know they're also building a new tower. And that should be done hopefully by the end of this year, maybe next year. Um, so they're in the final stages of that. And um, and Adobe has also been doing very well. I'll just take a look at their stock performance. And last but not least, Intuitive Surgical has proposed the development of the two-building office and research tech hub in Sunnyvale that will total 1.2 million square feet. We, these are not hundreds of thousands of square feet. These are millions of square feet at a time. So pretty incredible to see. Um, I think next year is going to be a really wild year as people return back to the office. And as these companies just keep expanding and growing like crazy, they're all made tons of money than ever before. Another article, demand and rents for Bay Area lab space are just as hot as ever. I've been saying this for weeks, saying this for months, and I'll keep saying it almost every week as we keep getting a new article. Biotech has completely exploded here in the Bay Area. Could be a combination of the now, now intersection of actual tech and biology. Uh, which hasn't been uh, as relevant as before. So there's a lot more uh, computer science types of opportunities within these companies now. At the same time, uh, healthcare is still very, very, very big and very important. So um, don't be surprised. They still are building and expanding in prime locations. Uh, they don't believe that the remote situation is even relevant at all. It's not even remote to live in, to be in the East Bay. Uh, they're still building absolutely like crazy in the peninsula if if they're a fast and growing company. Major Another one, major biotech REIT pays $164 million for chunk of Oracle Silicon Valley portfolio. The beauty of Oracle leaving is that it, it paves way and it gives out opportunities for other innovative companies and typically very high paying innovative companies to make their best and to expand in those areas that they have quite frankly, hoarded on and kept for a long time. So you're going to see this evolving. This is not going to be the beginning, right? Those companies that are more legacy companies um, that are not growing as quickly, they may be thinking of how do we reduce our costs? How do we lower taxes and things like that? But for those that are fast growing companies, whether it's biotech, whether it's tech in general, they're not, the cost is important, but not right now. It's all about growth. It's all about capturing opportunities. There are lots of opportunities out there for most of these companies, and they know they need to be in the prime locations all across the country, especially the Bay Area, to be able to um, meet their objectives and their goals. So another, another REIT buys another Oracle's Silicon Valley portfolio. Oracle has a lot of properties, right? So they have a lot of places that for lease. They have a lot of places like in Redwood Shores that they own all together. So the fact is, I mean, these companies, for them, they actually did a really good job of not just running a big business, but also acquiring a ton of land and a ton of space that are now worth uh, a lot. 
And that, that works for you as a residential buyer at the same time too. This is a really cool article. These charts show which Bay Area neighborhoods are seeing normal growth in home prices versus steep acceleration. So some, uh, this, I guess, reporter spent the time to actually compile uh, neighborhood home values from 2011 to 2021, from lowest, most acceleration to highest, least acceleration. I think you'll find some things really, really interesting. And these are just general trends altogether. Um, so I'll, I'll give my comments. Just like any stock, um, the ones that grow quickest, or even crypto, the ones that grow the quickest, there's always a caveat, is also about what is the level of risk on the potential downside, or what are the swings if things uh, don't go well, right? So let's take a look at this, because this is very insightful for you to see. We all know the median home price in the Bay Area, right? It's generally over a million dollars, depending on the area, of course. But that also includes single family and it includes condos that are under 500,000. So make no mistake, there's a big range. But take a look at these numbers, right? Look at these areas and these price points for a lot of these markets. You can see a lot of the ones that have grown the fastest, 518%, 300%, a lot in 300%, a lot in Oakland. And look at these price range in 2011. It worked. There's reasons for this growth. If you actually look back and understand how markets work, they do that because initially there was a time that when the real estate recession, which was basically through 2011, that's kind of when it started picking back up again. When things hit the fan, they hit it hard in the areas that are not that great, as in there's a lot there was, you know, it was uh, people were over leveraged. People were buying too many more homes than they wanted to at that time because they could at that time. So when things hit the fan, those were the worst performing properties. They dropped far more than other good areas. So it dropped. It had an artificially, I would say, artificially low flooring. Because it dropped a lot. And we're talking about, look, if you think about $145,000 for a home, um, I mean, that's that's really little in the Bay Area. So it dropped arguably more than it should have. And that's why there was a lot of great opportunities. But as things pick back up, they also will be the first and the big, not the first, but they'll be one of the biggest opportunities for growth. Because if you think about neighborhoods, neighborhoods are classified really in three categories that you may have seen yourself. You have one that's like very established, very posh. Everybody knows it. Everybody wants to move in. There's not that much opportunity for growth. It'll still keep growing, um, but there's not that much opportunity to keep pushing it up, right? Because everybody already knows it. Every, it's, it's, it's well known. And then you have neighborhoods that are kind of in the middle tier. I would say a lot of places, let's say in Fremont, you know, they're not the greatest of schools, um, but they're a single family home, very good location. And, but there's like, the neighborhoods are not all like nice homes, right? You have some that are really run down, like they've never been taken care of. And you have others that might start being remodeled. But when you see that activity, then there's a, there's momentum going, right? There's a, there's a phase where it's a hybrid of the two and you may get in it and ride that wave. That wave generally when it comes to appreciation is higher than those that are uh, that are not. One also reason for that is those are tends to be also starter homes, right? If you think about those markets, they tend to be more starter homes. Not everyone can afford a $2 million home in the beginning. They may start off with under a million dollars or whatever it may be. So that's a bigger pool of buyers, especially the millennial buyer pool is a massive pool. 
And uh, that's not stopping anytime soon. So that's also a reason that a lot of people, you know, they don't have kids yet. They don't care about schools, but they just care about convenience. They have the money. They just want a place to live. So that's that's kind of the middle tier. And then the last tier is something that's like completely, um, uh, you know, run down the whole area, the whole community. Now, when you look at these markets, like those in Oakland, th those are the, a lot of those markets that were completely like run down. But there's always opportunities because eventually things will get cascaded and move into those neighborhoods and areas. And but it depends on you as an individual. Are you OK making that bet? Because if things do hit the fan, then they will be the first market to go down. Because if people had money and had more had uh, a stricter criteria and they had the same amount of money, they may as well buy a place that may have been more established. Right. So that's just kind of how cycles go, but also how neighborhoods transition. But there's also macro things, right? There's also the macro component is that assumes that it's all a zero-sum game. But if the pie is growing, as in there's a lot more people moving in, a lot more people that are buying, then the 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 the, the changes become more structural. So hopefully that kind of paints a little bit of the picture of like what's actually going on and why these have seen incredible growth, right? In what 10 years, it's grown 300%. Like that's that's absolutely incredible. But let's look at the reverse. You have some areas that are either more established or they just didn't do as well. Like you can see a lot in San Francisco for condos. These are mostly condos. They haven't done uh, done as well over the last decade. A lot of the peak back then was around 2018. That was actually the highest for a lot of places. But really cool to see. I would suggest take a look at, at my YouTube channel. You can see this uh, link in below and then feel free to play around. There's like 54 and you can also search by areas. So really, really good job by Susie in terms of uh, reporting this. Let's continue on. Single family rents soar in tight housing markets. Um, this is happening across the board. Like even in the Bay Area, as you can see already being show showcased, median single family rents are at 4250 in Santa Clara and Berkeley. Um, and they have reached a specific amount as well. So, sorry, Santa Clara and Berkeley are... 4225, 4200 respectively for a single family home rental. For a home in Santa Clara, though, that home will probably cost about 1.6 million. So the ratio of like rent to a single family is about, especially in a nicer area like Santa Clara and Berkeley, are about 0. 0.25 to 0.3% is what you can kind of factor generally. So it's um, you know, a lot of people are moving back. People may not like living in a condo or a townhome especially a townhome will have three stories generally now. So they may prefer single family. So single families rent very quickly, very easily, um, as long as you price it right and you understand like what's going on. But make no mistake, that is certainly increasing. People want more space, um, even as a renter. They want it definitely as an owner, but even as a renter, they want more space. Next, Groundhog Day. Open door keeps growing and losing money. So it's always important to be cautious when it comes to these growth of these companies and what actually happens. Open door will continue to grow very quickly. However, at the same time, keep in mind they are losing a lot of money as we speak. Open door has lost money every quarter since becoming a publicly traded company in late 2020. The business's losses total $421 million this year. That compares to a $199 million loss in last year. Uh, so they've, they've grew quickly and they lost a whole lot more money. 
Uh, so pretty wild of, you know, this business model, right? Especially in the times that we're in right now. You can see Open Door right now has 17,000 homes on its books. What does that mean when it comes to a company like this? Open Door is a iBuyer. They don't exist in the Bay Area. They probably wouldn't exist in Bay Area for a long time. But a lot of markets, I think they're in Sacramento, Phoenix, Texas, these other markets that are that are more cookie cutter homes. There's a lot more similar looking type of homes. Uh, they already participate there. What their model is, they directly buy from uh, uh, homeowners. They'll do mass marketing, mailers, campaigns, ads all over the place. And they'll be giving people an opportunity to buy their home. Now, what happened with Zillow and their Zillow offers and why it imploded is because Zillow got too aggressive buying it and the market didn't keep going straight up, which it rarely does. Markets typically go up and down. But the challenge that a lot of these businesses have is they have growth targets. And I went over this uh, with many clients. They have growth targets to hit. But how are you going to keep buying properties at a potential discount if you're trying to achieve these growth targets? So what Zillow had made a mistake on, and maybe Open Door is probably the same, is they didn't get that opportunity. Uh, it's not it's not continuing to grow. And so they're not even buying below market anymore. They're just buying above market, assuming that the market will keep going up and that would save them. And the truth is, that's not always the case. And, and hence, Zillow imploded and, you know, their market, their uh, market cap of the company tanked like 50, 60 percent in the matter of like one or two weeks. It's pretty wild. But Open Door has 17,000 homes on its books. That means they own 17,000 homes right now. Their balance sheet is $6.4 billion right now in terms of homes. So let me do some quick math. $6.4 billion divided by 17000 So their average home price is $372,000 for a home. So it gives you an idea as well. Like what are the homes that they're actually buying? So uh, pretty interesting to see. We'll see still more of this activity. They'll continue to grow market share, but they'll probably keep growing at a loss. It's not that easy to find homes at a discount, right? Because then there's always a margin of people saying, well, why don't I just sell it traditionally with a good realtor? Let's make more money. Let's net more. But what's also pretty funny right now with Open Door and Zillow, not right now, but over the last year or so, is they, because they were so aggressive in buying, there may be times they were actually buying above market. So if you're in that marketplace, talk to your realtor. And look, you're, if your realtor is, you know, helping you fiduciary uh, wise or like giving you the best guidance. Hey, look, if these crazy tech companies were willing to blow money and lose money on every deal and pay overpay for your home, you might want to consider it. Now in the Bay area, you're not going to encounter this. You're not, you, there is no opportunity here for this at all, but for those markets and maybe you're an investor, maybe you have multiple properties there. It may be worth brainstorming and collaborating with your realtor. See, hey, look, is that a, is that a good offer or not? I know many of my friends and many of my realtor connections, they say, like, these guys were crazy. They were overpaying by a lot. Um, so go for it, right? They're even buying it at a discount. But as, as things even now, as they start to have to worry about profits and growth and all these other things, then they'll deal with that problem later. But really interesting and really important for people to know about. Okay, let's talk about the data itself. So... New listings in San Mateo County and number of contingent pending. You're not going to like these numbers, but it is what it is. It's important to be educated as to what's going on. 129 new listings for the last week. Contingent pending, 195. B 
big, big, big uh, delta. This may be one of the biggest I have seen in probably the entire year. It's not good for those that are hoping for home prices. And what does that mean? It also means home prices are likely to increase a lot. Take a look at San Mateo County. Take a look at the November figures. I mean, we're two-thirds in. These numbers are already approaching what we had, which was incredible in the in the mid parts of the year of June and July. So unfortunately, if you're looking at a budget of X dollar amount, it's important to know like whatever you looked in the past, even one month ago, this is a, a big change. This is at least 5% change. It's no longer maybe the case anymore. So keep that in mind. Be realistic with your options. Maybe consider condos and townhomes in the interim. This is not going to be changing anytime soon from what I see and you will see for yourself. So be mindful of that. Um, prices have certainly increased in San Mateo County for single family homes. Condos and townhomes, as you can see, not the same story. So it still has increased, but it's still pretty doable. Um, but single family is a very different story. Santa Clara, similar, 281 new listings, 355 contingent pending. The numbers aren't as steep as San Mateo County, but they have increased as well. So keep in mind of that. Um, it has passed down the July figures, which is somewhat similar to San Mateo County, just not yet to the June figures. Uh, but for condos and townhomes, you can see it's been a gradual increase um, through the year. I think we're probably going to end up about 10% increase for a condo and townhome this year, which is usually about double than what it usually it's about double the, the, of the average growth rate. Alameda, 348 new listings, 348 contingent pending. That's not too bad. And the story is the same. Like anyone looking in Alameda County, it's been pretty flat. So feel free to share this with friends and family that are looking and they're considering. It's been pretty flat. So uh, don't be too discouraged. But keep in mind, they tend to list it low on purpose. So don't be tricked in thinking that's a hot market or anything like that. Very predictable, as you can see, when it comes to the market updates. And for condos and townhomes, steady increase uh, throughout the year. I think it roughly ends about 11 or 12 percent. There's an individual that asked for a comment related to Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County different, right? Contra Costa County has actually declined. It hasn't really picked up a whole lot. So it's been a good opportunity for those. I think the factor is as well as people are gravitating towards back to the main cities and the main areas where the, most of their jobs are going to be. So unless their jobs are fully remote and they want a bigger home, then this is a good spot for them to consider. But you can see Contra Costa single family homes have not increased like you saw with the other markets. Condos and townhomes uh, has a slight increase through the year, but it, but as you compare for the previous months, has actually had a decline. Now, the last thing I want to wrap up on is related to listings, number of new listings, and what you can expect moving forward. I'm telling all of my buyers this. I have probably at least 40 or 50 buyers as we speak that are actively looking. Hence why as a recap, I need more agents to be under my team. So if you or anyone you know is, is a hardworking and committed individual, have them connect with me, lots of opportunities for themselves. But at the same time, as you can see, November, we're two-thirds in and we're coming into Thanksgiving. So don't be surprised. There's not gonna there's gonna be more, but there's not gonna be that much more. This is Santa Clara County for all homes. You can see it had been declined over the months. Um, and that's fairly normal. But don't be surprised that we're going to probably see about 1,000 homes for this month. It doesn't mean there's no homes. It's going to be significantly lower. We're talking about 33% lower than the previous months. If you compare against September, 
we're talking about 40% less. December, as you can see from last year, I suspect it's going to be similar, um, maybe even a little bit less. We'll probably see somewhat of the similar amount. So maybe a thousand homes uh, a month. So I tell everybody this, if you're not traveling, I mean, you never know when the home that you come that you want in that area that you're looking for will come up. So always look every Friday. That's why I tell everybody. And uh, don't be discouraged. Think of it as a as a marathon. Think of it as a as a, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's out of your control how many will come on the market. Hopefully other people, not you guys, get discouraged and they stop looking or they go on travel. And maybe there's less competition. There's less buyers. But this is happening throughout the Bay Area, throughout the country, uh, not the country, but throughout the Bay Area and other counties. So don't be surprised. Um, that this is what it is. Home prices have, have you seen have gone up. And so we're hoping, I'm hoping after Thanksgiving that there's maybe less buyers. And, um, but this is a fact that there is less listings on the market. Uh, these are new listings a month by the county for all types of homes. So hopefully that was helpful. I'm glad you tuned in for another episode of our weekly Friday market update. If you or anyone you know is looking to buy, sell, or invest in the Bay Area, reach out to me and my contact. Our details are below, 408-547-4590. You can send me a text. I can give you an evaluation pretty quickly on the, the value of your home if you're considering to sell or to do a trade-up. Or feel free to send me a text of whatever property that you might be interested in. I always help my clients by sending them what I think you'll probably sell for in advance so that you save your time. but also you have the right expectations in that market. I think we'll probably skip for next week. So enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Thanksgiving holidays. We'll post a few more of our videos every Tuesday and Friday to make up for next Friday's uh, market updates. And uh, looking forward to work with you. Have a good one. Bye now.